This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA Media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It is uh, Monday, 9 January, the year of our Lord, 2023. If you think last week started off with a bang, this week almost as intense over the weekend. Of course, we told you this morning on the show about the situation in Taiwan Straits with the the, uh, combat exercise of the air and naval blockade by the PLA, the People's Liberation Army, the People's Liberation Navy, the Chinese Communist Party, Um, and uh, also in Ukraine, uh, trench warfare there. We're going to have Rebecca Koffler on in the second hour to talk to us about that. Matthew Tierman is going to be to also talk about Ukraine, but also give us updates on Brazil. Juan Shishan, we told you Juan Shishan, who's the hammer. He is the, the strategist and the hammer for Xi. Been with him forever. He was tied up with Bolsonaro when the uh, Chinese Communist Party were buying all the commodities from Bolsonaro back in the early 2000s on Bolsonaro's, excuse me, uh, Lula's, on Lula's first term. Uh, where Lula got caught up in the corruption and all the uh, kickbacks and all that. Uh, Wan Shishan was at Lula's uh, inauguration ceremony over the, I think, the first, second, third of uh, January. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party up to their neck uh, in Brazil, going to be a working partner because Lula is a international criminal, spent many years in prison in uh, in Brazil for uh, graft and corruption. And uh, he's an atheistic Marxist with a plan overall to flip the entire uh, South American uh, continent, turn into a, Mar- a Marxist uh, entity. Uh, very, very dangerous what's happening there. The election, remember, they had the election. We brought up all the anomalies in the election because of the machines. And they had by the Constitution, the military is supposed to do an audit. They gave an audit report. They gave an audit report. And it was, uh, by the way, we live down on the on the. Uh, on the Okay, listen, we're going to go to the House of Representatives. A lot happening there. We're going to get back to Brazil in a moment. Let's go live to the floor of the House. Denver. Uh, We're going to, okay. Today, what's going to happen at 5 o'clock? They're going to have this rules. We understand Walk, it been a lot going on today, walking into this vote that Nancy Mace and I think Tony Gonzalez and some of the other moderates have been flipped. They're going to have this rules package. I'm sure that the Democrats are going to debate. Jamie Raskin has a comment out there. It's up on Twitter. If we if Denver's got it, they can put it up. But da- Jamie Raskin says he doesn't agree with this rules package. In fact, uh, he disagrees with it uh, very strongly. And particularly, as you would imagine, Jamie Raskin a defender of the administrative state in the rogue FBI and the rogue Justice Department, Jamie Raskin says he vehemently disagrees with setting up this weaponization of government subcommittee under Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan looks like he's going to chair it. Axios is breaking that. 
uh, and that the weaponization of government, he says, uh, his, first off, he says it's dubious. His purpose is dubious. But more importantly, he says it has immense investigatory power. And he disagrees with this. Jim Jordan. This is the reason people ask me all the time. Why didn't Jim, why is Jim Jordan the, not the speaker? Why is Jim Jordan backing, um, McCarthy? Why is Jim Jordan not want to be speaker? The reason is Jim Jordan wants to take these two years and particularly the kickoff year. He wants to get down into the trenches. What he wants to do is to really get down and to do these investigations. He leads judiciary. That'll be all over the FBI. It'll be all over the DOJ, but particularly the new Frank Church type commission committee to look into the intelligence agencies, to look into the CIA, to look at DHS, to look at uh, FBI, DOJ, all the overreach, basically the weaponization of the government uh, against the American people. And just just even naming that is shaming, uh, you know, the FBI, the, the founders of the FBI, the great agents that were the anti-communist agents back in the 40s and the 50s. Uh, would be rolling over in their graves to know how the FBI has tarnished their reputation. We're going to have Mike Lindell on here in a second. Remember, they hassled Mike Lindell, took his phone. Well, guess what? That's weaponization of the FBI against American citizens. So we got a lot going on. As soon as something happens, I'm looking to my producers here. As soon as something happens, I'm going to get the hand signal, and we're going to go to the floor, not not just for the prayer or, or for the uh, P- Pledge of Allegiance, um, that, which are very important, but the formalities will take place and then we'll get there when they start rolling this, uh, rules package. The vote on that is very important. This will set the kind of the tone. Um, if I could play, I tell you what, can we go, let's go ahead and play. I want to play the clip from Admiral Kirby. MSNBC, they're in a meltdown because remember, this is day 72 of the crisis, day 72 of the crisis in Brazil. The mainstream media looked the other way. When tens of millions of people are on the street, Brazilians, are these massive demonstrations that we covered, right, very thoroughly to said, hey, there's something huge going on here. The military is supposed to have an audit. The military did, I think it was a 65-page report. And what the military said is that, hey, there's a lot with these machines, the code, the data, uh, the tabulators. Um, we, we want to see all of this. We really want to see the machines. We have all these issues. We don't know if we can actually fully audit this or really get to the bottom of it. And of course, the courts uh, completely overruled that. They just say, no, we're just going to go on and go there. So there's so many open questions, just like in the United States. And we, we, we are, you know, if the mainstream media is going to, going to wet themselves and cry and, and, and pull their hair and set their hair on fire, go ahead. It's a free country. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. You're wrong. We're right, but we'll continue to fight this out. We're never going to back off. We're not going to back off one inch. And the people of Brazil, want answers. What they want is the release of the machines. Why didn't, why were, why were the machines not turned over with the code, with the tabulators, with all of it? Why was it not turned over, uh, to the military so they can complete their official audit? Let's go to Admiral Kirby and then we'll bring in Mike Lindell and Natalie Winters. Let's go ahead and hear this. What do we know about, and I know you're not going to get into specifics about visas, so I'm going to be very careful of how I ask it here. If, in fact, there was an issue with Bolsonaro overstaying right. his visa um, and not taking ex- appropriate action, do you believe that this administration would take moves to um, expel him from the country? And if Brazil asked, would the U.S. extradite him? 
I don't want to get into hypotheticals now. There certainly has been, and we're not aware of any uh, extradition requests from Mr. Bolsonaro. I think as okay. Ned Price at the State Department put it, um, again, we can't talk about his particular visa situation uh, by law, but but uh, if somebody were to come in on an A visa, as Ned uh, very, uh, I think, uh, succinctly put it, uh, it the, the responsibility is on the visa holder um, uh, to meet the requirements under that visa. In this case, it would be uh, doing official work. And do you know if uh, former President Bolsonaro has met those requirements? Uh, again, I, I can't talk about um, individual visa cases, um, and I, I'm not going to talk about uh, Mr. Bolsonaro's situation uh, specifically. Let me ask you this. I know that there had been some discussion as of at least a few hours ago of President Biden and President Lula having a conversation about what has happened in Brazil. Have they had that conversation yet? Has that phone call been scheduled? There's been no communication directly between uh, President Lula and, and President uh, Biden. Clearly, um, uh, if and when it's appropriate for the two of them to talk, uh, the president would certainly uh, be willing to have that conversation. You heard him say very, very clearly, uh, both the reporters uh, while we were on the ground in El Paso, as well as in uh, various statements, uh, that we condemn this violence, this political violence in, in Brazil. Uh, we certainly stand uh, uh, in support, full support for Brazil's democratic institutions and in support of President Lula. Um, to that end, there is real concern, I think, inside the administration about the parallels that we saw as it relates to threats to democracy from, for example, January 6th. So on that end, two questions for you. Do you believe, does this administration believe that former President Bolsonaro played a role in inciting his supporters? President Lula's called for an investigation, and I think we're going to let that play out right now. I, I think it's important to to let the Brazilian authorities take a look at this appropriately uh, and determine, you know, if someone's responsible, who that might be, and at and at what level. Uh, they'll have our complete support going forward. Has Brazil raised any concerns over the potential role of uh, Americans in inciting the violence, like perhaps somebody like Steve Bannon? I'm not aware of any concerns raised by the Brazilians specifically with respect to any kind of American support uh, for this. Uh, again, uh, they've, they've launched an investigation. Uh, we're going to let them proceed with that. Um, and, you know, if there's any, anything that, uh, that they might need from us to support them in the work of that investigation, clearly we do that. But I'm not aware of any discussions along that line. So to be clear, then, is the U.S. Um, doing any of its own kind of investigation or agreed to any kind of investigation into a potential link to Americans, into U.S. citizens here? Or is that something that is not on the table for this administration? No, there... There's no active U.S.-only investigation here, and we haven't been asked by the uh, Brazilians to assist with theirs. Um, uh, this is their investigation, and we want to respect that process and let them work through it. By the way, we'd strongly recommend to Lula that if they're going to do an investigation, we strongly recommend that in the investigation, they include the investigation of the machines. What? Please just go back. And I understand it's tough uh, for the team over at MSNBC and for CNN and Morning Mika to catch up with a story that's in the 72nd day, okay, that you guys have not covered from the beginning. Please go back and show me any footage where you covered these uh, demonstrations with millions of people in the street. The largest, this is why I call it the Brazilian Spring, the largest demonstrations in modern times, peaceful demonstrations about an election outcome. Please show me CNN on B BBC, CNN, MSNBC. Please show send us the clips. We won't play the clips here on War Room because we searched for the clips. We couldn't find them. This is the 72nd day of the crisis. This is the 72nd day. Where are your clips? Where are they? Where MSNBC, where is it? 
Uh, Ms. Wallace, where's your clips? Where's your analysis in day 72? Where is it? Oh, we, we fully, we think Lula doing an investigation is terrific. And we, here's what we recommend. We strongly recommend follow your constitution and go back to the document. I think it's 65 pages long, right? It's by the military. It's required by law in Brazil and it's an assessment. And that assessment is about the machines. I said, we need to see the machines. We need them to turn them over. We need to see the data. We need to see the code. We need to see the tabulators. There's all these questions. Certain things don't look right, but we can't do it until we actually get it and we're being blocked. And this is what we need. This is what we need. This is what we need. Please, uh, Lula, can you please have your investigators st- start there? Like, like the new panel that's going to come up about J6, about the Fed's direction on J6, it's going to have Pelosi and it's going to have the information. It's going to have the intelligence. It's going to, cause everybody's sitting there. What happened on this thing? Why was it even allowed to happen? We're going to have all that and the Ray Epps and all this. You're going to get down to 14,000. They've already agreed to release the 14,000, uh, uh, hours of footage. That's all released, but let's go back to November 3rd. Let's do it. Let's see what, come on. If this is a debate. Would you not like to see Mike Lindell for three days in front of, of the nation in a thing and let the Democrats take their shot? Get the best experts you got. Get counsel. Here's the thing. The way they're going to run these things is the way the Congress is supposed to be run. You're going to have a ranking member in the minority party and you're going to have a uh, minority council. All the evidence will be given to the minority side, just like it should be, and they'll be cross-examined. So you won't have the show trial you had here on J6. You won't have people just kind of make it up. Well, the FBI, the, he was grabbing the wheel and he was had a guy in a head choke, a headlock. Trump had people in headlocks and there's no cross-examine of a witness. This is why, by the way, this is why the J6 thing, the 845 page bomb, bombathon. No, let's let's do it right. Lula, please, I'm glad you're doing an investigation. Please fully investigate every aspect of it. We love investigations. We want complete account, uh, accountability and complete uh, transparency. But please, please, please start. you got a report from your military. Tell the Supreme Court justices, all those judges that kind of overruled it. Can you start there? And let's turn over the machines. Let's turn over the machines. Turn over the data, the code. Because if you won, why do you care? You can rub our nose in it. You can rub our nose in it. Please just release it. Come on, come on, come on. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. MSNBC, please. We, we request footage from MSNBC, BBC, CNN. Please show me the coverage in day 72 of the crisis. Please show me. Nicole Wallace, please show me your coverage. Morning Mika, show me your coverage. Because coming into day 72, you're coming in a tad late. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. 
Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. President Kennedy, and I quote, in the past, those who foolishly sought power by riding the back of the tiger ended up inside, end quote. The American people get it. They rejected extremism in the last two elections. That's why they picked Joe Biden. And that's why the red wave turned into a pink splash. But my Republican friends still aren't listening. And in fact, they're still empowering the extremists. Don't take my word for it. Let's go through their rules package. They're giving a single member the ability to remove the speaker at any time, letting a small far-right faction hold their leadership hostage. They're trying to shut down criminal investigations into the former president's wrongdoing. They are making it easier to slash taxes on billionaire corporations while dismantling the social safety net. They're giving committee chairs unbalanced discretion over which witnesses can testify, rejecting pandemic safety procedures like remote voting, and trying to force an end to the congressional, to congressional staff unionization. And the icing on the cake? A new subcommittee to push QAnon conspiracies and launch fake investigations into non-existent scandals. What's next? A rule requiring we all wear tinfoil hats? This package is disrespectful not just to this institution, but to the people who sent us here to govern. I urge a no vote and I reserve my time. Gentleman's time is reserved. Gentleman from Oklahoma. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I want to begin by thanking my good friend from Massachusetts for his leadership of the Rules Committee over the last four years. While we certainly haven't always agreed, we've tried to always be agreeable working with one another. And I certainly associate myself with his remarks about the terrific work of the staff on both sides uh, of the aisle uh, for helping us facilitate the operation of the House over that four-year period. I look forward again to working with my friend in the years ahead. Mr. Speaker, I rise today to offer the rules resolution that will govern the House during the 118th Congress. Determining the rules we will follow is one of the first and most consequential decisions we must make as a body at the beginning of each Congress. In many ways, the rules of the House of Representatives serve to demonstrate where our priorities and our values lie as an institution. And make no mistake, the priorities of the new Republican majority are fully on display in this resolution. First and foremost, Mr. Speaker, we're taking action to reopen the people's house and to ensure that we, the people, elected servants, are here in Washington, D.C., doing our jobs. For far too long, the House allowed members to do their jobs from home without ever setting foot in Washington. What started out as a pandemic accommodation lasted far longer than necessary. But today, even President Biden admits that the pandemic is over. It's time for the House of Representatives to return to our normal operating procedures, and it's time for the members of Congress to actually show up to work. Today, okay. the rules, um, today's rules Let me jump in here. Uh, by the way, the rules, the rules package is going to be debated. We're going to come dip in and out of that as my crack staff and the guys in Denver, men and women in Denver, tell me this. I want to bring in Mike Hendel. Um, uh, we can go ahead and take his voice down. Thank you. Um, the um, I want to bring in Lindell, Mike Lindell, because he's got a bolt. Uh, Mike, uh, I want to just go to Brazil for a second. Uh, uh, Eduardo Bolsonaro came to the cyber symposium, and I would actually say that of the entire cyber symposium, at least from my perspective, I thought it was one of the most brilliant presentations. And I dare, I want to go back. We should play it on the six o'clock show or in a webinar. He literally walked through what was going to happen in Brazil about the machines. I mean, he yes, came he and gave a brilliant assessment of exactly what's going on. Tell me about Eduardo Bolsonaro in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, 
in mid-August of 2021, sir, talking about the Brazilian election, uh, Mike Lindell. Right. He called it. And uh, and, and remember, they tried to get paper in in, uh, Brazil. And they were voted down saying, no, we don't want a backup to the to the machines where they could just count the paper. So you got to realize in Brazil, what just happened there, it's a one day voting and it's just a machine. And like you said, your tabulators and all this stuff, it's all computers. There's no paper. So the only way to do an audit is to open up the machines. And Barcenero, he called it. He said his media there is even worse than the U.S., but I beg to differ. I believe it's almost equal. I know, Steve, you showed at the beginning of your show, and you were showing MSNBC um, finally voicing their stuff, saying, you know, let's investigate how this got started over here. Well, what about Fox News? Where has Fox News been? Fox News could right now be reporting saying, hey, you want to investigate something? You better investigate those machines because it could have happened here in the U.S. too. Wow, what a concept, right? They could, but Fox News is once again silent, just like they always are when it comes to elections or machines or anything to do with the, saving our country for that matter. Uh, Steve, you said it right, is, uh, you know, they should investigate these machines. This is what they have to do. It's in by, their by, by, by the way, by the way, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is not Eduardo Bolsonaro saying it. It's not right. President Bolsonaro saying it. I've never, it is not Mike Lindell saying it. It's not Steve That's Bannon right. saying it. This is the official constitutional process yeah. in Brazil for what is their audit. The military has a, a responsibility for an audit report. It was their report that said, hey, we can't do this because there's no backup on paper. We need the machines. We need the code. We need the data. We need the tabulators. This is what we need. And, and oh. by the way, that was foreshadowed over a year ago. Eduardo yeah. Bolsonaro told you exactly what was going to happen almost down to the thing. And for the mainstream media on day 72 to jump into this thing and start uh. running around with your hair on fire the same way they did on J6. And this is what's so important about these investigations. That's why the guy's sitting there going, it's QAnon, tinfoil hat. They are right. so petrified of yep. the investigation of Jim Jordan, little Jamie Raskin. And by the way, and we, we, we pray for, uh, Jamie because he's got the cancer, but on politics, you know, we, we got to come in hot, Jamie, because you're sitting there going, it has immense investigatory power. They are so afraid of Jim Jordan. They're so afraid of this, this subcommittee. And this is why I want everybody in the audience to understand of all the fracas last week, one of the things you didn't have an alternative because Jim Jordan was adamant. And now we know why Jim Jordan says, no, I want judiciary. I've worked all time. I know where I got to go on this. And he knew he was going to take the chairmanship of this subcommittee. Hey, and they're quaking in their boots over at the FBI, over at DOJ, over at DHS. Cause Jim Jordan, when he, that brother rolls, he rolls hard. Mike Lindell. Do you think that's going to be a very important uh, subcommittee, sir? It's going to be huge. Like you said before, I mean, they took my phone. Well, I've done all I can. I've appealed that to the Eighth Circuit uh, right below the Supreme Court. But to coming at them from another angle, it's like if, if people don't know about it, did it really happen? You, this subcommittee is going to be huge. 
They have weaponized uh, the FBI. I mean, I know people have got their doors bashed in for no reason in, in Colorado, New Hampshire, Texas, all over our country. They're bashing their doors in and say, oh, I'm sorry, nothing to see here. Let's uh, we'll move on. All for intimidation and to put fear into people. And what is the main thing? You got those guys saying, oh, yeah, they, we don't want this because, of, you know, wearing tinfoil hats. Well, what they're <laughs> and I'll tell you what. Um, why wouldn't you look into these things? Because that's what they're afraid of, Steve. They're all afraid. It all comes down to elections being set right. Once we have our elections right, they're afraid of, yeah. you know what? This is 70% Republican country. And we the people. We, we the people. By the way, if they had nothing to hide, why wouldn't they, just, why wouldn't they t- t- let the military finish their audit? Why wouldn't they turn it over? It's not, it's they're disgusting. not turning over to Bolsonaro. They're not turning it over to Bolsonaro's party. They're following the Constitution of Brazil. By the way, Morning Mika, get that number two pencil out and write that down, following Constitution. I know on Morning Mika, you've read the report, right? I know you translate from Portuguese to read it. I know the dim bulb that rides shotgun with you, Joe, he read it already. Uh, maybe not. Okay, we'll have him make sure he reads it. Mike, I, I want to pivot uh, to you're actually running – for the RNC chair, and you're kind of running as the precinct strategy guy, the the Dan Schultz, uh, Steve Stern. You're you're right. a pure populist, one of those one of those Minnesota populists up there. Uh, you're running for the little guy. Uh, there, there's also been, and by the way, Alabama. I think today I saw Alabama came out. They didn't uh, back Harmie Dillon. They didn't back Michael Lindell, but they said they're not going to back uh, Rana McDaniel. Give us a sense. Where does your campaign? Uh, exist. Tell me it's about it right now. What's happening on it? And particularly, there's some things that have come up, I think, in South Dakota. Right, right. Well, you've got great things going on with from the top end when I'm calling all the 168. Remember, it's three people from each state and territory that vote. And I've been going right down the list. And it's it's a little slower process than I thought it would be because I some of them I talked to for three or four hours. Um, uh, some of them I fly to the state and, big, and visit them directly. Hold, um, hold it, hold I it, did. hold it. I have flown. I have flown with Mike Lindell. He can talk for three hours and keep you amazingly entertained. But uh, so I, when he says he gets you on the phone, when he gets you on the phone, well, if I, you want it, baby, all you got to do is just let him go. Well, go ahead, and, Mike. and I'm finding out, and I'm finding out, Steve. The longer the the longest calls are the ones where I feel like I'm doing a sales pitch to say we can't have the status quo. We can't have Ronna McDaniel. You, you, we, we, we need something different. You need a different input to get a different output. But one of the most disturbing things where I've kind of had to stop and halt everything right now and, and sound the alarm, what's going on in South Dakota right now, you can't even make this up, everybody. Um, as you all know, with the precinct strategy, we put, there was hundreds of thousands of empty spots at the precinct level in the Republican Party all over our great country. Well, we've filled them up with people getting the word out here at the war room and, and uh, myself and Dan and Steve with the precinctstrategy.com. And they filled them. Well, in South Dakota, they filled hundreds of spots that had been open for decades. And they all got voted in last, last June, everybody. Well, when they went to the convention, now they had a say, they had a vote, and they voted in some great people that were the people's the people's choice, okay? They're right down there at the grassroots level, and they hear it from the people at the precinct level. Well, here's what the state of South Dakota, what the GOP is going to try and do this Saturday. It's absolutely horrific if they do this. Uh, and what they're going to do is they're going to vote out the precinct strategy's vote. I mean, the precinct committeeman's vote. 
committee. So if you're a committeeman or a woman, you won't ever get to vote again. If this goes across our country, Steve, it'll be the end of the Republican Party. Hang on for a second. Let's take a short commercial break. We're going to return. We've got Mike Lindell. We've got action on the floor of the House on the rules package. We've got Natalie Winters uh, with her new investigation. We are locked and loaded in the war room. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, what is calling you? You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. The governor once said, a lousy process leads to bad legislating. Today, through a, mer- through a mandatory 72-hour r- rule, we allow more thoughtful and deliberate consideration that will improve what we pass out of this house. Finally, this rules package helps restore some fiscal sanity. Over the past two years, the American people have been hindered by out-of-control spending by the government, and now our constituents are saddled with trillions in debt and the highest inflation levels in a generation. House Republicans today will once again ensure the federal budget operates like any other, requiring offsets for any additional spending, eliminating budget gimmicks, and requiring inflationary analysis of the bills we consider. I am proud to stand by my friend and colleague from Oklahoma in support of this package, and I urge members to do the same. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, and I yield back. Gentleman okay. from Massachusetts. Uh, let me have it. There gonna be, there, there's going to be a, de- a debate on this rules package um, that throughout. We're going to be dipping in and out. Right now uh, on Getter, uh, Grace Chung and uh, Mo Bannon are going to Cap Bannon are going to um, set up a live stream of this so that you can you can you can multitask. You can both listen to that and watch the show. How's that sound? And give your feedback into both. Give chats into both. I want to go back to to Mike Lindell? So Mike, I think aren't they just changing the vote so they're going to take things away from a convention and put them into? A, as I understand it, take it from a convention where the precinct strategy would go and vote for I don't know the lieutenant governor or the attorney general. And move that to a primary. Is that is that what the basic is that what this issue is, or am I missing the point? Well, there, I think there's more to it than that. They're taking away. I think there's two separate things going on there. But they're taking away the precinct at the precinct level, their input, their right to vote. So they uh, they're not going to be able to vote anymore. And that's what they volunteered to do when they came in in June. Um, they didn't really like it at the. Um, at the uh, convention that they uh, all got together and they voted, voted in some people that they, the GOP might not have wanted in. Now I've also heard Steve that they remember, these are the people that vote in 
the GOP that vote in the the ones that are voting them out, so to speak. So it's like if I had a bunch of people in a room that were going to vote me out, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go, hey, how about I just get rid of those people? And uh, it's very dangerous what they're doing. And um, I've reached out to the governor. I hope she comes out with a statement, Governor Christy Noem. I hope she comes out with a statement to saying how serious this is and why Why do you change the Christy, rules in Christy, the middle Christy, of Christy, the Christy, Christy, Christy. Christy Nome's a pretty good friend of yours, right? You're pretty close. She's in South Dakota. You're you're yeah, Minnesota, yeah. but you spend a lot of time in South right. Dakota. You've had all the big symposiums there. You had your big uh, another big, I think, event, open air event there. You're you're pretty close to the folks up there. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm very worried uh, that uh, um, you know if it was uh, Minnesota, you know they'll they'll be next, you know, right next door. And I'm and uh, here in South Dakota, you know, that's solid red. You would think that they wouldn't even do anything or think of doing anything like this it's very i got a lot of relatives there i I spend a lot of time in south dakota here's what i understand they had two set correct me if i'm wrong i might have the count wrong i think in the 18 uh senators that voted for the uh omnibus which basically took the gavel out of mccarthy in the hand you see the rules fight right there took it out of the and by the way that rules package is pretty tight pretty impressive got to be passed got to be enforced but directionally yes. good. They kept the gavel in Nancy Pelosi's hand for the spending. The spending, we could have today literally walked in and zeroed FBI, DOJ today. We could have, we could have zeroed the Department of Homeland Security and said, guess what? You're not getting any cash. You're, you're going right. to come here and explain to us why you're an evasion of the southern border. You're going to explain to us why you're going after abortion clinics, why you're sending 15 guys on a SWAT team to arrest people saying the rosary at these, uh, at these abortion mills. You're going to sit there and explain to people why you're going after you need another $120 million to go hunt down other people related to this J6 uh, madness. You're going to have to explain that or no money. You're not going to make payroll. We would have had that power. Why did why? And by the way, you don't have better people in this country than in South Dakota. That is salt to the earth. And to make a living in South Dakota, you got to get up and work. <laughs> you got you got to work. It's it, you know, it's nothing's given to you up there. I don't understand why they got senators. They're totally owned by McConnell. And I think the congressman is the first guy in for McCarthy. Didn't even want to be, if it had been for him, we wouldn't have had any of the fights last week and none of these changes. How can a state that's so MAGA, that's got the salt of the earth there that supports Trump? And I don't know, Trump wins by 40 points or 50 points. How is it so, how's the establishment got a lock on it, Mike Lindell? Well, you just said it, the establishment. It's not the mega. I think it's the establishment. There's another. There's other agendas there, and I've heard this from the grassroots. There, I've heard this from. I mean, they came to me with all these concerns. There's more concerns than just this this precinct thing, though, though that they're trying to do on the on uh, January 14th, this coming Saturday. But yeah, you got. You, this is the thing I've been looking at through our whole country for two years, Steve. If it doesn't make sense. It's a deviation from what you would normally expect. Well, then there's a different input. There's a different, there's something behind it. You got to peel back the onion and say, why would they vote for that omnibus bill? Why would they do that? Can you explain it? I mean, I, you know, I, I can't explain it other than, you know, you look at these Republicans across our country that have made, that have been blockers. They have been blockers. And you say the word establishment. Uh, from, you know, call them rhinos. I call them the uniparty. I think a lot of this, the uniparty is, are, are is you, involved. are you, do you, do you believe you're pretty hard for, for guys to get to know you're pretty hard hit. You're a fabulous guy, obviously turn your life over to Christ 
and you're a good man, but you're a pretty tough businessman. From your put your businessman hat on, not your politics hat. Do you get a feel that you're getting any traction in your in your race for uh, to be the guy that turns around the RNC? A hundred percent. Today, the last couple three days here were just amazing. Uh, uh, from morning till night, talking to the diff- different uh, different states and territories, the different uh, people that are going to do the actual voting and and. Uh, I'm uh, I've been solid. I'm solid nominated. So we don't, you know, to anybody out there going to what, who are your states? The media keeps calling me. I've had three calls just while I've been on your show, Steve, going, what states uh, nominated you? Who, who's voting for you? Oh yeah. I'm sure you'd really, I'm really going to tell you all you horrible journalists out there so you can attack these people. And, uh, and this is what I don't, uh, I really believe that we get there into California and, uh, I think, uh, I think I got a great chance because, uh, Steve, every one of these guys had asked me, how would you solve this problem? How would you solve this problem? I've got an answer for everyone if you if you silo out the problems. Okay. But the biggest problem is our yeah. election platforms, and I'm two years ahead of, of anybody in that category, two years let, out. Let, let, me ask, let, me, let me ask you, if they do an investigation, if they do an investigation, um, if they do – in fact, let's go to – do we have Johnson in South Dakota? Hang with us. Let's go to the live to the floor and hear uh, Dusty Johnson in South Dakota actually talk about the rules package. To review legislation before we vote on it, requiring every bill to deal with only a single subject, getting rid of proxy voting, bringing back the Holman rule, which will allow this body to target specific spending line items, and then the return of cut go, so that spending increases have to be offset by spending reductions. Every single one of these big conservative wins, Mr. Speaker, and, and many more like them, were supported by the Republican conference long before the excitement of last week. Today's rules package is actually proof of Republican unity. And it is proof that we are committed to increased accountability, transparency, and fiscal responsibility for this chamber and for and for our country, and I yield back. Okay, gentlemen from um, Massachusetts. That's uh, Congressman Con- Congressman uh, Johnson from South Dakota. By the way, it was in the conference, bro, but it wasn't going to be in the rules until they had the fight last week. Just saying, hey, I know, I know what you had in the conference. I know what's in the platforms. I know what everybody agrees on. But until those heroes stood up and got it done, uh, nobody's on board. Last question, Mike Lindell. For the investigation that Lula told uh, Biden that they're going to do on this, would would you volunteer to actually go to Brazil and present all the information you have to Lula of Brazil? Would you go down there, fly down there, and make yourself available to present everything you know about the machines and everything you've learned about the machines to try to sort that situation out, sir? Well, not not me personally, because I've heard about this Lula guy, I uh, and I've got, uh, but I have I have actually people that have already volunteered to go down there if need be and that okay. can do a lot better presenting this so they've already told them uh we've already reached out to brazil and said hey if you want us we'll, we're available so uh we'll see what happens hold on hold on hold on you've hold on hang on you're breaking news here you've actually reached out to the authorities there and say that you guys your team of the technical people and all your people are available to go down and actually brief them yeah, absolutely we have We've reached out to the Senate there okay, and, the, uh, and the authorities. So, 
you know, we're uh, okay. we're ready. I can't convince you. I can't convince. I can't. I can't. I can't convince you to. I can't convince you to miss the the Vikings during the playoff season. <laughs> no, I'm right. just kidding, <laughs> Mike Lindell. <laughs> How can oh, I've heard geez. about that Lula guy? You're watching. Don't just take War Room. Get broader. You, you know, get a broader. You listen to MSNBC. Go listen to BBC for a while. You think he's uh, you think he's uh, Abraham Lincoln, right? If you listen to BBC long enough, not the atheistic right. Marxist transnational criminal partner of all you got to know about Lula. You can sum up Lula in one thing. He's got Wan Shishan. Wan Shishan is the master evil strategists of the Chinese Communist Party and all Lao Beijing to watch this show and all the uh, expatriate Chinese that know this are listening in. Wan Shishan is the evil genius in Bakashi. Okay. Um, he's the guy that flies to Tehran to cut the deals with the mullahs. He's the guy behind the scenes cutting the deals with the Arabs. He's the guy that's cutting the deals with Pakistan. He's the guy cutting the deals on one belt, one road. He's the guy that's made the deals in all in the Caribbean. And he and he and Lula are thick as thieves. He flies down at his age. He's not in great health. He flies down to for Lula's inauguration. That is to send a message. And the message that is sent to is to the American people and to the Chinese people and the Brazilian people that the CCP is now back in charge. That's all you got to know about Lula. Okay, Mike, right. how do people uh, get to your show and how particularly find out more about your race to be chairman of the RNC? Yeah, everybody download the Frank Speech app. My show is in uh, in an hour. It's on Lindell TV, and it's uh, um, at 6 p.m. Central Time every Monday through Friday. And also, you can reach me on every single social media platform from Getter to um, uh, True Social, um, Telegram, um, Gab. I, I put stuff out everywhere, but the best place is to go to Frank Speech, get all your information there, anything you want to know. How many followers do you have on Twitter right now? About 600,000. That's wow. rising every day. And they just day. let you back on, right? Remember, they, I started they, they over. Remember that? <laughs> you had I a had million. You over. had a million, didn't you? You had to, yeah, you had I, to start I, I, over. I, 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 uh, yeah. How long is – How long is? what's the over and under? Elon Musk is going to regret that, let Mike Lindell back on. I'm just kidding, Mike. Um, well, I want brother, Elon. I want to so meet much for coming with Elon on. Musk. If you're out there, Elon, if you're watching, I know. I know every other uh, they watch uh, your show, Steve, and so if Elon's out there, yeah. Elon, I would love to meet you for one hour and show you what we would like to show Brazil. We would like to show what these machines are capable of stealing a country in one election. Thank you. Day 72 of the crisis in Brazil. Mike Lindell had Eduardo Bolsonaro made a magnificent presentation. We got to put that up uh, hopefully tonight or tomorrow, the presentation of the cyber symposium. Okay, we're going to take a short break. Natalie Winters is going to join us. She's going to talk about Twitter. She's going to talk about the misinformation brigade at Twitter, the Brazil misinformation brigade, what exactly is going on, plus a blockbuster uh, analysis report investigation by Natalie Winters up on War Room right now. She'll join us after a short commercial break. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, 
There's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Passage and I yield back. Mr. Speaker, the, the gentlelady mentioned the 72 hour rule. Once again, I'll say you're welcome. Um, and then um, she talked about this being the most open and transparent rule ever. Maybe the gentlelady can share with us the secret three page addendum that we're reading about uh, because none of us have seen it. Uh, so much for transparency. I guess she's not going to share that with us. But in any event, I yield uh, one minute to the gentleman from the District of Columbia, Ms. Holmes Norton. Gentlelady from the District okay, of Columbia me, is recognized uh, for one minute. Let me have it. The secret three-page addendum is is a is a. It, this is that. The basis of it was that letter we told you about that that uh, McCarthy signed a week ago Saturday, New Year New Year's Eve, and that they the nine responded on Sunday New Year's Day that began the process of that nine joined with the five to become the corpus, the the core part of the of the uh, of the rebellion. I want to make sure you understand this debate going on, the rules package, the Democrats are taking shots. Uh, obviously, we think we have the votes. This thing's been whipped. The Republicans are making the case for this this new uh, kind of revolutionary rules package. The Democrats are saying a lot of this stuff is awful. It shouldn't go. It's uh, you know unconstitutional. It's terrible. But it, the uh, the problem is not just simply from um, is not just simply from. Um, the Democrats, the Republicans, remember, this has gone in very tough. And I want to tell Bill Crystal, uh, Bill Crystal has just tweeted out and I want to read this. Um, Re- Representative Jason Smith of Missouri to lead ways and means. And that's the taxation part. That's massive committee. Jason Smith. And, you know, Jason Smith, he's pure MAGA. Jason Smith of Missouri to lead ways and means. Mark Green of Tennessee to run Homeland Security. OK. And what Crystal's upset is Dan Crenshaw got blown out today two things happened dan crenshaw i think for the reason he said he called he called us terrorists right that that he was eliminated and also um uh, mike rogers in uh alabama stepped down from the steering committee which was very powerful then later because of so much support from leadership he said he stepped back on but he, he's he knows he's on uh on report as we used to say in the navy uh, Bill Crystal tweets out, uh, Representative Jason Smith of Missouri to lead ways and means, Representative Mark Green of Tennessee to run Homeland Security, 
extremist election deniers running key House committees, as well, of course, as the conference as a whole, while moderates roll over for a dangerous rules package and its secret addendum. This is Bill Crystal. This is why they call themselves Republicans, but there's two parties here. There's a populist nationalist party, and there's a neoliberal, neocon, uh, Wall Street, corporate, country club Republican party. Uh, and right now, the populist nationalist party is in, uh, is in control. Uh, what do we have here? Um, oh, Chip Roy. Let's go to the floor and hear Chip Roy. That's why we're here. Everybody keeps running around in classic swamp speak talking about secret deals secret addendums. What we're talking about is how people come to an agreement in this town to ensure that we're going to carry out what we said we're going to do. The rules package is on full display. The rules package has been on full display and publicly available since Friday, to the best of my knowledge, earlier last week. The text of that rules package has been something we could look at. And my friends are right. A good chunk of that text was the agreement reached a while back couple of weeks ago, a week or two ago, with one significant change, the single person motion to vacate, which is in the spirit of that which goes all the way back to Jefferson. In fact, we are currently now operating not under any rules. That's why we're having a debate. We're about to debate on adopting the rules. I could walk down right there into the well and file a motion to vacate single person right now because that's the precedent. That's what we're operating under. Because that goes back to Jefferson. The whole point here is trying to ensure that we're continuing the great history of the people's house. Yes, we have had conversations and agreements as individuals are supposed to do, looking each other in the eye and saying, we're going to bring balanced budgets to the floor of the house. You bet that we've got agreements that we're going to do that. You bet that we've had agreements that we're going to bring the Texas border plan to make sure we secure the border rather than perpetuating the fraud that the president of the United States continues to perpetuate endangering the American people. You bet that we're bringing forward a promise to have legislation that will set term limits because the American people are tired of a house that doesn't represent them. You bet that we've got agreements to do those things. You bet that we've been talking about making sure that we can bring amendments to the floor of this house open debate amendments on appropriations bills, that that was a part of the package that we're talking about. And you bet that a part of our agreement was ensuring that a church-style committee under the leadership of uh, my good friend, the gentleman from Ohio, Mr. Jordan, the Judiciary Committee, to target the weaponization of government against the American people. You bet that those agreements were reached. I will not back away from that or shy away from it. But this rules package is a rules package that reflects this body the entirety of the Republican Party on making sure that we restore the people's house. And we are united to do that. We are coming out of last week strong, united to make sure that we stand up for the American people. And I encourage everybody to vote for this rules package. And I yield back. Members, uh, members are advised uh, and reminded not to engage in personalities toward the president. Gentlemen from Massachusetts. Thank you. And I want to thank the gentleman again for mentioning the 72-hour uh, rule, which has been mentioned many times, but I wrote it, and I want to thank you for keeping it. But when, somebody, when, when I hear people talk about balanced budgets, give me a break. The first bill that you are bringing to the floor, according to CBO, adds $114 billion to the debt. So we don't need any lectures from anybody on that side about balancing the budget. Give me a break. Um, and I would like to, maybe the gentleman could, again, share with us the secret addendum 
uh, that apparently was negotiated behind closed doors. So we actually know what agreements were made. I mean, four days and 15 votes, and there's only one change in the rules package, going from five to be able to vacate the chair to one. Well, there's a lot more to it. We all know that, but that's a big secret. So much for transparency. At this point, I yield one minute to the gentleman from New York, Mr. Torres. The gentleman from New York is recognized for one minute. The so-called rules package proposed by House Republicans would perpetuate the same disorder, division, and dysfunction that nearly devoured the Republican nominee for speaker. A single member okay. threshold for filing... We're going to have to cut away. This is an intense debate on this rules package on the floor of the House of Representatives. We're going to roll Natalie Winters, our uh, co-host and executive editor. She's got a blockbuster story. Natalie be in the next hour. Rebecca Koppler in Ukraine. Tierman on Brazil. Also, hopefully, track down Carm Carmichael. Maybe make you guys, uh, get you guys healthier. Short break. Back in a moment. Second hour of the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. WARROOM POSSE, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. 